0: To Business Scale Insights with Kimberly Marie Bonner. Listen for commentary, interviews, and information on how to grow your business. For all the details, contact Business Scale Insights Network.com. So, Empire Builders, are you ready? Here's Kimberly Marie Bonner.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Business Scale Insights. I'm your host, Kimberly Bonner, and with me today is Kevin Cadet, who is the Executive Director of Black Angels Miami. And so, Kevin, thank you so much for being with us today.
2: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me.
1: I'm so excited because we're talking about a subject that is near and dear to my heart and your heart, and it is Black Business Finance Matters. Um, I decided that we should have a segment of our podcast really dedicated to the issues dealing with black businesses in light of the COVID-19 pandemic and really the economic recession that is hitting everyone pretty poorly, right? Um, But it's hitting black and brown communities, particularly black communities uh, and black businesses particularly uh, badly. And so one of the biggest issues that we're facing is really trying to uh, connect Black businesses to finance that help, will help them su- survive this present crisis. So anyway, Kevin, I know you well, and many people in South Florida know of you and your organization, but many in the listening audience do not. So if you could just introduce yourself, your background, and the work of Black
2: Angels Miami. Sure. So, again, my name is Kevin Cadet. I am the executive director of Black Angels Miami. Uh, Black Angels Miami is an angel investment group where the members of the organization actually invest in businesses uh, that we bring to present to our network. And uh, typically, angels um, invest in high-growth um, companies uh, such as tech companies that are able to scale on a you know national or in international level. Uh, so they're looking at high-risk companies but high returns. And Black Angels Miami is really focused on bringing more Black people into angel investing because just like all the other areas across the spectrum of finance, there. are is a real need for diversity, and what happens is, since we're not, since the industry is not diverse, since there are not enough um, Black angel investors, what you find is there are not enough Black businesses being invested in, and uh, you know that could be. We, we could have a whole podcast as to why that happens, but you know I, I think it, you could say subconscious bias is is a huge part of it, in that you're used to seeing. Uh, businesses, entrepreneurs in, a, in a, a certain way, that talk a certain way, that that have a background a certain way, and you have a paradigm of what a successful uh, startup should look like. And then when you see things different, then, you know, you don't necessarily um, they have a harder time. Let's just say that. Um, we are national in scope, so we look at businesses from downtown Miami all the way to, you know, Alaska. It, it really doesn't matter where the company is. And uh, our members are, you know, significant amount in, in Miami, but really they could be anywhere. And especially at this time, um, you know, everything's virtual. Um, so where you are really doesn't matter. And... Uh, As for me, um, quick background on me, if you hear an accent, uh, I was actually born in, (laughs) if you hear an accent, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was actually born in London. Um, I moved to the States, moved to New York uh, during high school and I've been here ever since. Um, My family's here, I've been here forever but uh, I'm probably the only person in my family that has an accent and even my family here is just like, why do you, why, why, why do you have that <laughs> accent? I'm like, you don't know yet? I explain this every year, at least twice. <laughs> so, so here I am. I'm really excited to be in, in Miami. I, I think uh, a big part of me wanting to be in Miami was that I grew up in the cold and um, I needed to be somewhere warm for the rest of my life.
1: Well, and... <laughs> you're in the right place. I picked
2: all... the right place, right? <laughs>
1: yes, and all I can say is, so many Brits love Florida, so you're in good. I company. wonder,
2: I wonder why.
1: <laughs> <laughs> love Florida, so you're in good company. Well, you know, you you hit on a lot of uh, very important topics in your introduction of yourself and your work, and we're just going to kind of unpack elements of that. Okay. Um, and the first one, though is a lot of people who listen to this broadcast uh, may not know the difference between angels and um, just kind of venture capital generally. If there is a difference, what are the differences? Um, and so can you first explain that? And then also as a subset, like what is the specific role of an angel investor in the startup ecosystem?
2: Okay so let's start with the first part there what are the differences so for the most part we'll be looking at the same companies you know high growth um, you know it could be biotech tech whatever whatever industry it is but it's got to be able to scale and have high returns Um, the difference between vc and angel is, is the stage at which they would invest in a company, so VC is not going to come in at the very early stages of a company um, where you're trying to figure out, you know, what your product is, a product market fit. Basically, it's called pre-seed, mm-hmm. and that's a, really the type of time when you'll be leaning on friends and family to. Uh, invest in you so you know got your rich uncle and you're like hey i've got this great idea and you know get you get a check written and you're off and running and that happens for a lot of people but not necessarily in our community
1: absolutely right? i believe <laughs> that's i believe that's jeff, a problem yeah i believe jeff bezos got a check from his or a loan from his dad for about a quarter of a million dollars that doesn't right. happen in most black it, families
2: it, yeah so so that you know so we're hampered from the very beginning right so you know when you look if 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 you can't if if you' if if you're if, you're, if you look at your business as a child and you're not even given the help to even stand you will never run Like you won't have the opportunity you could be you could have the best idea in the world but if you don't get that initial financing because you don't have the means personally or someone to to invest in you, you you won't get it. You won't get there. Uh, and that's unfortunate. So, uh, you know, hence the word angel. <laughs> Angels invest before institutions can come in. And sometimes at the same stage, like a little bit later at the C stage, when you've got a product, you're still looking for small amounts of money or smaller amounts of money where you can get, a couple of angels or one angel to invest in you but you're really investing in the founder because you know there's no company really there you've got a founder you've got an idea you you may have you may have started but you're investing in the dna of that person and that entity um and and, so, and that sorry go ahead so
1: so a lot of people might be asking okay that makes sense so in this kind of pre-seed round of funding, how much funding normally will an angel? What's the range? What's a reasonable range?
2: <laughs> well, as as you said, you could have that that one person will put two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Sure, here, yeah. there you go, go for it. Um, I think oh. uh, I think that companies should invest or look to get the minimal amount of money they need to get. They need, to, they need to get to get to the next stage. So what's, uh, so you can have angels that will write a $10,000 check, a $5,000 check. You could, you know, when you're looking at an angel, could be someone close to you, family member, family friend, extended family, what have you, you're, right, you're writing smaller checks. But as you said, you could have angels that are writing, you know, into $100,000 check. But I think, on average, it's going to be you know, in the tens of thousands. But okay. you know, it, it's it's really a, a wide range. So um, there's no there's no um, rules to what an angel can do.
1: <laughs> and and is, there, is it similar to uh, VC land where they're getting a substantial stake uh, of equity in the company?
2: Well, I would I would like to think that when you say substantial sounds like a lot. (laughs) Um, Angels uh, probably aren't as aggressive as VCs as far as the equity they're looking to to get in the company. Um, But yes, they are looking to basically looking at equity. Now, there, there are some times when you can get convertible notes. Which is basically uh, they're lending you the money, and then the valuation of their equity is it actually converts when the company gets institutional investment. So the idea is that you push off evaluating the company, right? And you and you and again, you're investing in that individual. You're investing in the idea. You're investing in the vision. Okay. All
1: right. So. Um... I we, we, You touched on this issue when we initially started the conversation um, about, you know, kind of the dearth of black business investment and, you know, diversity mm-hmm. in uh, black business investment with angels and VCs. I'm sure you have some thoughts and I know you you kind of spouted off a few of your thoughts as far as causation. Um, but I'd like you to kind of tease that out a little bit more. Like, why do you think there is a dearth of angel and VC investment in so many black businesses? And the, and the, and the statistics on this are horrific. Uh, and everywhere yeah. you turn, everywhere you turn, um, you know, there was just an article, I want to say in TechCrunch where there was a black woman who was married to a Asian gentleman who was a, uh, person at Google. It was her business she reached out to all these VCs on LinkedIn with her concept, right? And got no, 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 no. But when her Asian husband (laughs) reached out with the exact same, (laughs) with the exact same, uh, you know, you know, concept, they were like, oh, you know, send me the whole deck. Yes. Let's do coffee, et cetera. And so forth. What, what is going on? What's going on?
2: Oh, well, (laughs) Twenty twenty is is the year to where we're really diving deep into what is going on, right? We're to... <laughs> <laughs> for for a million reasons,
0: <sighs> but but how
2: how do we unpack that? How do we change that? Oh well, um, so yes, it, it's it's ridiculous, and it goes across all minorities. If you're female and you're doing it, you're 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 back against the wall if you're if you're not a white male then you're you you're at a disadvantage it's as simple as that it's literally as simple as that and then and and the numbers speak for themselves so it's not yes. my personal opinion that's just yes. the facts of life and just as you said you just change your name or change who you are and then boom you get more traction and i literally had a conversation with uh, a a white woman uh, in the VC industry and, you know, she would be in meetings just holding her head like, how is this person getting money thrown at them where, you know, there's women, there's minorities and they just wouldn't be treated in the same way. Um, Now, is that, you know, what, what drives that? I mean, I believe that um, unconscious bias is part of it um, it's ra- I mean it's straight up racism part of it um, I mean I think racism is permutate, permutates uh, is in part of all parts of our society so that's a whole other 10 podcast right um, but you know how do we change it <laughs> uh, I mean I would like to look at how we change it as opposed, as opposed to how do we you know Fix it. I, I'm I'm less interested in in fixing people. I, I would like because there's no magic pill I can give to a VC or or anybody that will make them look at other people without any biases. Right. But I know that if there are more people of color, if there are more black people in the industry making decisions, if people see different people more often, then I know we know what's going to happen. We simply know what's going to happen. So, you know, I know that if the percentage of black angels goes up, the percentage of black businesses being invested in is going to go up. If there's more women in the industry, more women are going to get invested in. So, and then, you know, people will see more examples of different people doing great things. And that's going to change the way people look at each other you okay. see you see more successful startups with different founders and diverse teams you're, how would you not change your perception and we know statistically that st- that startups with diverse teams or leadership do better than startups that do not
1: right
2: we, we know that when People think differently, and they come together. They come up with different solutions. Right. So you know, none none of this is not statistically true. It's all statistically true. We know the outcomes. It's just a matter of getting more people into the industries, and less talk, and let's have some more action. And we know. Things will change.
1: Okay. Well, I agree with you. We need more black representation um, in the in the area of business finance to change things. Um, but that doesn't seem like it's it's happening at a
2: quick enough pace, right? <laughs> I don't think it's ever quick enough. But um, I mean, there so, is. I know, mean, in twenty twenty, there is you know, um, hire it or wire it. That that's that's like what's happen. Hire a wire, like, right. hire black people, wire the money to you know b- black leadership. Let's get things moving. You know, well, there's a- but
1: this but this is the this is the problem, and that this goes to my next question, right?
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: we we're living in a capitalistic society. Um, yep. uh, capital is oxygen for businesses, and I was reading an article by an ndvc they wrote a massive article about the payroll protection program debacle um and it related to how you know they worked with a considerable number of black businesses to get ppp funding and those businesses the percent that got funding was an abomination and you know this is a white-owned you know organization or white-led organization And the article was like, you know, Black businesses can't breathe, like literally can't breathe. So what are what are some keys other than getting more Black people involved in business finance? What are some additional keys for Black businesses to secure capital? Because I'm very concerned that time is of the essence. We don't really have a 10 year window or a five-year window, or a three-year window to get capital to biz- Black businesses so that they can survive.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate and disturbing in that we know what's going to happen in the short run in that many businesses are not going to survive, and it's going to affect our community horribly to a, to a much... <laughs> much worse effect than others the percentage of these small businesses aren't going to survive and it's extremely unfortunate and i mean it's really as you said it's ridiculous that even with the ppp program that you know, why can't the numbers be the same across the board as far as the percentage of businesses from different demographics get in finance like what's happening there i mean i know of you know amazing black-led businesses which didn't get ppp and i'm it doesn't make sense. At all. At all. Um, This is, I mean, strategically for for businesses, this isn't my um, domain as far as uh, that type of capital Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, I'm looking at a a niche, you could say. Right, right. And, you know, yeah, I... You know, to get capital faster for those in the niche, I mean, we know the route as far as, you know, getting yourself in front of angel and getting yourself in front of VC investors. Um, you know, strategically, we, I could talk to there, but in general, you know, brick and mortar, small businesses uh, looking at financing and, you know, the, the various banking products or institutions that would help in that regard. I, that's, that's a challenge. Yeah.
1: I would just, I would just really encourage those small businesses. um, And I've, I've addressed this on other podcasts. If you are, if if you think that you have a, a, a solid relationship with a national bank and they're not, they're not treating you well, or they, you know, gave you the once over with the PPP program, I think, Every black small business has to reevaluate their banking relationships, number one, and act accordingly. I'm not saying that every national bank is a horrible, you know, like a horror story and as a bad actor, but they're not working. And they haven't worked for a lot of black businesses for the PPP um, program. And so look at your community banks, look at your CDFIs look at your credit unions. Um, There's some other programs out there, uh, but we need to really start reevaluating our relationships with a lot of these banks. Cause it's just not working. It's just not yeah, working.
2: Sure.
1: Absolutely um, right. So you, you kind of touched on COVID-19 uh, mm-hmm. because this is the elephant in the middle of the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of people have to- described it as an app apocalyptic <laughs> Uh, event for small businesses, I feel like um, it's exposing the underbelly of so much in America. And um, business is just one of many aspects of that underbelly that's just we've ignored for a long time. So some people estimate that 41% of Black businesses will fail due to COVID-19, which Mm -hmm. is an alarming statistic. Um, Mm -hmm. That's close to, to half. (laughs) <laughs> that's right. eerily close to 50%. Um, right. If that's true, what kind of intervention, and I know you're not a banker, but in your space, what kind of intervention you think is needed to reinvigorate Black businesses now and in the future?
2: Well, I, I think for the short term, I, I know you, you described it as reinvigorate, and I would say, more so, fort, fortify your business and make sure that it's able to survive for the short term. And I, ideally, if you can get through the short term, the the overall economy at some point will come back. When you say short term, life. how do you how, <laughs> know, how,
1: how do you how do you describe the short term? Because I've heard you know so many so many different timetables. So for short, how do you describe short term?
2: Well, my my definition of short, uh, well, what we're describing is uh, a way back to more normal economic activity, and I say more normal because I don't know if we're gonna uh, across the board. I don't think it, every, we're gonna have a new normal, right? Yes, yes. And unfortunately, you know, some businesses are gonna be hurt because the new normal, you know, doesn't. Work for them the same way the old normal did. Right. So my timetable for back to. You know, I. <laughs> I've heard years. I mean, really, twelve months. Uh, if, if at you a minimum. At a minimum. If you at if you minimum. if you don't, if you haven't got your cash flow, in check for twelve months. Then you've got a significant problem.
1: Yeah, right? I agree.
2: And unfortunately, you know the you know there's some stra I mean, what's the first strategy everyone uses to to shore up cash flow for the next twelve months? That's you know cutting cutting human capital, and that's unfortunate. But you know if you're talking about survival of the business, you know that's what you got to do, right? If if you're in the type of business which is uh, you know, a, a big percentage is is, is staff and, and, you know, you've got to do what you've got to do to keep the business alive so you can turn back around and hire those staff back. Yeah. You know, if you keep the staff on, the business falls, it doesn't help anybody. You know, you've got, you've, you've got, to, you've got to take drastic um, measures to make sure your business can survive um, across, you know, all aspects of the business and your cash flow um i i really hope that you know the short term is is short um but um, I, I mean i've got two i've got a two-year-old and four-year-old and i i look out and i'm just like you know i pray that by the time you come to understand how we're living that things are normal to a certain extent and this this what we're going through now is an extended out but uh again you know, as you said, what the definition of, of short term or timeline. Uh I, I I don't like to think of it as apocalyptic, but we do have to act like it's apocalyptic.
1: Yeah. There's no we don't end up in the black community, black businesses don't have the the luxury.
2: <laughs> right. We've got we've got to survive. You've yeah. got to survive. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um unfortunately I always tell my guests this, you know, the 30 minutes always goes so quickly and we are coming up on the end of our interview time, but I wanted to make sure that you kind of really got an opportunity to use this platform to talk about your specific resources, services and events that Black Angels Miami um has, you know, just regularly Or if you also are doing anything specifically to deal with the impact of COVID-19, I can imagine that you and your colleagues are um, kind of in strategy mode uh, Mm -hmm. dealing with this pandemic like we all are. So I just wanted you to have the opportunity to share some of the things that are going on with Black Angels Miami. Yeah.
2: So- Uh, There's two main aspects for for what we're doing, and and we're connecting those two sides. So for people of the means where they want to invest or possibly are thinking about investing in small businesses, we're we're, we're a group where you can get exposed to the industry, exposed to startups, understand how things work. We've got webinars, educational aspects to the company, to the organization, and then really opportunities to see possible opportunities to invest so for anyone interested in possibly investing um you can find us on our website blackangels.miami you can find us on on twitter and you know actually coming up on tuesday the 28th we have a pitch night at 5 p.m with four companies uh, presenting themselves um and these are great opportunities to invest And and see what great black founders are are doing, and and I say that black black founders, you know, people always talk about a pipeline of great black businesses, black leadership, you know, I've got a backlog, and we're not exclusive. I mean, I want to put the best opportunities in front of our members, right? But if those best opportunities, 9999 percent black led, then that's what I'm going to put out there, and I'm very happy to do that. So um, we've got the member side. And then for those entrepreneurs, you know, with high growth potential companies that need that investment, you know, I I welcome you to Black Angels Miami too. I mean, we do nothing but connect investors with great opportunities and I'm really happy to talk to to entrepreneurs that uh, are trying to make things happen.
1: Wonderful. Now I know this event, the pitch event, is it, it's limited to accredited investors, right?
2: Yes, we have a small number of seats for non-accredited investors, where you know you're you're joining, you know, for educational purposes. But you know, the focus is to enable the companies to present to potential investors.
1: Wonderful. And uh, you mentioned how people can reach out to you. I want you to give that call to action again. If people are interested in um, becoming an investor uh, in these black businesses, how can they reach you?
2: So you can reach me personally at Kevin at angels.miami. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at Kevin Cadet. Uh, you can find out what we're doing on black Um that's our, that's our website. It's not blackangelsmiami.com. It's blackangels.miami. We're all about, you know, we're here in Miami. And <laughs> uh, and Twitter, Black Angels MIA. Um, so, Wonderful. Yeah. We're really excited by what we're doing and, and couldn't be happier to talk to more entrepreneurs and uh, more people that are interested in, in, in doing well by doing good. You know, I doing, love it doing well by, uh, you know, helping entrepreneurs, young and old, making things happen. And let's build this ecosystem. And, you know, we're really excited to be part of South Florida and part of Miami, where it's really dynamic, and uh, being an integral part of uh, all the startup success.
1: I love it. Well, we are excited. As a native South Floridian, uh, we are excited to have you. And I'm sure when you when you started this in the early part of twenty twenty, you had no idea. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Absolutely I, I can't even predict what's gonna happen in the next twenty four hours. I mean, every single day is a, is a new adventure. I mean it's a yeah we're never gonna forget. Oh my and, word. Never hopefully uh, hopefully never. we can look back at it and say that, you know, we've we've got through it all, you know, it wasn't apocalyptic it was I a know. time but if we can look back and say that this was a time of change and things changed and this it, is what started it yeah, then yeah. you know we can look on this year and say it was special because things changed for the good for for future generations
1: i think it as you know it's painful to really go through authentic transformation mm-hmm. because in order to deal with authentic transformation you have to really deal with the problem. You have to get to the root of the problem. Things have to be exposed. So, a word of encouragement to everyone out there who's listening to this, particularly if you're in the trenches as a mother, a father, a teacher, uh, you know, an engineer, a lawyer, an accountant, or a business person. You know, all of all the things that are going on in America, the the exposure, as painful as it is, it needed to happen. It needed to happen. We don't have any excuses anymore. Now, to your point, the data is there. (laughs) The data is just laid bare. You know, two plus two doesn't equal four, five, six and twenty five. It just it is what it is. And um, now we can govern ourselves accordingly uh, because it's been laid bare for all of us. So I'm I'm I wish it didn't take that. Right. We all wish it didn't take that. But here we are. And I think we're going to have some, some positive change for the better. And I'm really excited for, for your work and what you're doing in South Florida. So thank you so much again for your time. You're welcome. And for everyone on the podcast, here's to your success. Have a great day. Bye bye, everybody.
0: Bye bye. If you already have a proven business model, but have concerns about the best way to grow and scale, then you should contact the experts at New Day Consulting Systems. New Day uses innovative techniques to 10 times the impact of your business. Your local business can become a regional, national, or international enterprise. New Day Consulting Systems will show you how. For more information and to get started with New Day, visit the website at NewDayConsultingSystems.com. One word, NewDayConsultingSystems.com. Consulting Systems.com. To get your business off the ground and into orbit contact New Day Today. Business Scale Insights with Kimberly Marie Bonner. To get her personal attention to you and your empire, go to Business That's Business InsightsNetwork.com. And tune in again next week for more from Kimberly Marie Bonner with Business Scale Insights.